Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today I'm absolutely revolutionising a 30 minute at 20 strokes a minute row. We're going to do 35 minutes at 20 strokes per minute. <laughs> now, all jokes aside, this is such an important row to do, okay? People will sometimes say that they don't enjoy it because they just can't get into the groove, they can't row at that slow stroke rate and all that kind of stuff and that's the reason why we do sessions like 30 minutes at 20 strokes a minute is to be able to develop that skill to be able to row at a low stroke rate and then everything that comes with it in terms of the fitness boosting gains that you get. You have to be able to do this slow stuff in order to be able to do the fast stuff, okay? So lecture over. Pace-wise, you're going to do this at 2k plus 18. Now, if you don't know what I mean by 2k pace, then please do check out the description to this video where I go through exactly how to work out what your 2k training pace is. I do not want to bore you with it right here, right now. So go have a look at that. All right, so we might as well get straight into our four minute warm up now. As always, we set up the machine first by going to the drag factor on a concept two, that's the lever on the side, set it to where you want it to be. If you are on a machine that has some other setting, then please just set it to a point where it's meant to be. And where it's meant to be is that it's a good uh, weight from the stroke, but it doesn't feel as though you're rowing a barge down a piece of sandpaper, all right? It's not meant to be like really heaving from the back because it's so heavy. Next up, go to the monitor and set it to eye heights. You're not having to look up and you're not having to look down and then finally set your foot stretchers or whatever you've got to a point that you're able to come to the front of the machine comfortably with your shins pointing vertically. Now and again on the concept two that usually means that the straps cover the balls of your feet and it's probably going to be the same on whatever machine you're using but machines vary. So I hear ladders outside. What's going on? That's weird. Someone breaking into my studio. Right here we go then. <laughs> Should I just start that again? No, I'm not going to start that again. Here we go then. Warm up in three, two, one. Let's go. I hear voices. I hear thuds. I know what it is. Someone's outside cleaning my gutters. Anyway, so warm up. We're doing this effort-wise at roundabout body weight squat as we start. Because what we want to work on is the timing between that foot drive and the connection of the handle to the flywheel. So you want them both to happen at the same time so that the power goes up from your feet through your body, into your arms and into the handle. If you drive first with your legs and your butt scoots out behind you, then you lose lots of power from your legs and because your upper body then has to take over, you tire out your upper body too quick. So work on that timing. Then once you're there, you can start to increase the pace of your warm up a bit. Get closer to 2K plus 20 pace for this second minute. So you should feel like you're putting in a little bit of effort. You're breathing maybe up a bit, but it shouldn't feel like you're working because we're still just warming up. And then in 23 seconds time, we'll go into our single leg drills, then arms only and legs only rowing. So two more strokes, one more, 
So let's put one foot on the ground and just continue rowing with just that one leg strapped in. You'll slow down pace-wise, but just concentrate on putting in a good old shove from the leg that's still in. So you just want to press into the foot plate, get that timing right, so you pick up the flywheel at the same time. One more. Swap feet. This helps with your observations on balance, so you know whether you've got one leg that's stronger than another, but also helps with compression into the front of the machine because you don't have two legs to fight against. So make sure you don't over compress. Shins up to vertical, no further. One more. Both legs in and then keeping your legs straight, just roll with your back and arms. So swing over your hips, pull in your arms, push out your arms, swing back over your hips. It's really important for learning that your back also generates force. So your legs generate force, your back generates force, and then finally your arms generate force. Now let's roll into the front, straight arms forward lean, and just push out from the front. Don't have to worry about being too hard. You're worrying about holding this position and trying to get that timing right between the foot press and picking up the flywheel or water wheel, whatever you've got. It's really important you get that timing right. So don't overpress here. Do we get one more? Just right on zero. Okay. As being today's session is basically just a, a low bottom tier workout, then you don't have to be too warmed up. So make sure and just keep moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll quickly go over one more time what we're doing today. Okay then, so today's workout is 35 minutes at 20 strokes per minute. Now, if you're doing this as part of the 10K plan, you'll have seen that it is week two, session two. Don't worry, you don't have to be doing the 10K plan to get anything out of this. You can do it as a standalone, it's absolutely fine. But you'll notice that week one, session two, is a 30 minutes row at 20 strokes per minute. So this is just a natural progression to that by adding on five minutes. Now, your pace for this entire row is gonna be 2K plus 18. So from an effort out of 10 point of view, that means run about five or six out of ten and if we're going to just look at speech then it means you should be able to hold a conversation through this your breathing will be up your heart rate will be up but it's not going to be so bad that you're not going to be able to hold a conversation all right so there's no point in me waffling on it anymore we might as well just get straight into this i will talk to you about technique and stuff and a wee bit about mo motivation just because it's uh this is definitely a session where you need to think about motivation and i'll talk about other stuff as well don't worry um yeah, so follow me for Stroke Rate, uh, either on the video, just watch and row when I row, or on the podcast, just listen out for the sound of my flywheel and uh, just row when you hear me row. All right, here we go then. So 20 strokes per minute, 2K plus 18 in three, two, one. Let's go. Right. So let's just get comfortable for the first minute or so. Let's not worry too much about getting into scintillating chat about technique or anything. Let's just make sure that we've got the stroke rate right and that you feel you're getting your 2K plus 18 pace right. 
And the point is to try and hold it through the entirety of this session. Just keep it at 2K plus 18. Try not to slip by too much. And also try not to push it. This session should be used as a recovery or fitness building session. And if you're to boost and push the pace, you'll have shifted it away from the point that it's supposed to be. You'll turn it into more of a mid-tier hardship session. So I'm distracted by them still cleaning the gutters outside my studio. <laughs> Wonderful start actually banging on the door wanting paid. That'll be fun. Anyway, let's quickly, I'll try and just drip bits about technique through today's workout rather than just unloading on you. So, the main thing to think about for the rowing stroke is that your power comes from the legs. When you want to go faster, push harder with the legs. If you want to go slower, don't push as hard. Obviously, stroke rate also plays a part, but when you know the stroke rate you're meant to do, like today, then the way you change your power is from your leg drive. So make sure to really think about putting in a good, solid push with your legs. Like you're pushing the machine away from you. And really, from a mindset point of view, if you can think more about pushing the machine away from you, rather than thinking about pulling on the handle, then actually you'll find a lot of the technique stuff that I talk about really falls into place because you're no longer thinking about just yanking the handle backwards. So much of rowing is just about how you perceive parts of the stroke. In the end, all you're trying to do is make that flywheel or whatever you have spin as fast as possible. But then everything when it comes to technique is about making sure that you're doing it efficiently so that you can do it at that power 
for as long as you want, but also safely so that you don't end up injuring yourself by doing some weird technique thing. And really, both of those thoughts feed into what I was saying about motivation. Because so many people in gyms who either don't use the rowing machine because they're scared of it or they don't enjoy using the machine because either they've used it in the past and got injured or they tire themselves out way too quickly and so don't feel the benefits or even worse they've got a PT sitting next to them talking away to them through the whole workout so they're hardly putting in anywhere near the right amount of effort and so they have the opposite problem whereas they do a rowing workout and they don't feel that it does anything for them so if you can do a few techniques or tweaks to your techniques technique oh, what am I saying a few tweaks to your technique that's better to make sure that you feel like you're getting the right amount of workout safely then you're at least going to know that you're going to get a good workout in the machine and then when it comes to a performance point of view when you see yourself getting faster fitter, faster, stronger like my t-shirt says you start to really recognise how good the machine is for you at getting you fitter faster and stronger and it works with everything so my training over the past few months I've done two major things the first one is to stop just messing around with resistance tra training like lifting weights and the other one was giving up alcohol and as a result of both I've seen my weight get back to racing weight where it's meant to be but rather than last year when I managed it pretty much just through starvation this time round I've still been eating 
properly, but because I'm not taking in all these excess calories from beer and wine, and then eating the house. <laughs> so I'm very hungry drunk. When I've had a few beers, I just want to eat. So, probably save more calories from the eating thing than I do from the reduced calorie content. I'm not drinking beer. But also, the weights, because I'm doing them properly, I can really see the transformation in my body shape. It helps that I'm dropping fat at the same time, so I can see the definition of my muscles, but Well, this is a long-winded way of saying when you can see the results of what you're doing you're gonna be more motivated to carry on doing that and in many ways that's why rowing is fantastic as opposed to the treadmill or something like that because you've got this monitor right in your eye line which is feeding back after every single stroke that you put into it telling you that this stroke was better than this stroke which is not as good as this one because you see your pace change and then when you compare doing this same session one day and then coming back to it another day and you see the change on the monitor how more consistent you might be or how much faster you might be for a sprint workout. You're getting those instant rewards that what you're doing is really working for you. So I've got a hope that you pick the rowing machine not because you thought it was going to be a magic switch that you just have to row a couple of kilometers and as if by magic all this body fat falls off you and muscles grow on you it doesn't work that way but if you put in the effort over some good sessions with some good technique then that will happen although as mentioned with the beer thing 
you do have to watch what you're eating if you're looking to lose fat because you can't out-train your fork so you can happily row this session and burn probably close to 400 calories but then all it takes is one Krispy Kreme donut and that's it all those calories are back in again and more so you can get fit and still have questionable eating habits but if you're looking for like a more of a weight loss point of view you need to look at what is on the end of your fork so hopefully you've been thinking about pushing with your legs for the past 14 minutes or so but that power only gets into the machine if you think back to the warm-up if you get the timing right in order to get that power into the handle and then your flywheel but timing also relies on your body position so as you come in to the front of the machine you want to be in a forward tilt now I'm saying tilt instead of lean because you're tilting over your hips the problem with saying lean is often that's what happens people lean bend over their lower or upper back and collapse but what you want to do is tilt hinging forwards over your hips with straight arms and then sliding forwards far enough for your shins to get to vertical and then once you get to the front of the machine you instantly turn it around by driving out from the front of the machine pushing with the legs at the same time the handle connects with whatever generates power for you but you need to hold that forward lean and keep those arms straight as you push the machine away and that just sends the power from your legs 
up through your body into your arms, into your hands, into the handle and into the flywheel. And it's pretty much uninterrupted as long as you hold that forward lean with straight arms. It does help to have a braced core at the same time. Not, you're not about to get punched in the stomach, but just braced in the same way that your arms will brace against that power, but you're not suddenly choking the life out of the handle, which will lead to you pulling too early. Because you need to hold that forward lean and straight arms until at least halfway through the stroke. And only then do you swing over your hips and finally pull in with your arms. Man, my phone's going mad today. I've had about six WhatsApp messages. That was a text message. Had a couple of messengers too. I think it's time to engage flight mode again. Anyway, so halfway through the stroke, swing over your back, pull in your arms, nice, powerful, braced core at the back to finish the stroke. And then the important thing is to rhythmically get the handle back out at the same pace you pulled it in at. And this is where the people that say they struggle to row at low stroke rates, this is where it tends to stem from, is that what they're tending to be doing is getting to the back of the machine and then instantly tugging themselves forwards again. Ooh. Which doesn't allow for a smooth, fluid, rhythmic stroke. Whereas, if you drive, get your legs down, finish strong with a handle, and then send it back out at the same pace you brought it in at, that will then trigger your forward rock over your hips. And then all you have to do is bend your knees to effortlessly slide to the front of the machine. And you can then control the pace of that slide, how slow you reach 
the front of the machine. Now, if you're not used to that, one way, it's another WhatsApp message. Uh, one way to develop a skill is strapless rowing. But, first time out, I don't recommend going fully strapless. Just loosen the straps by a couple of centimeters so that if you get it wrong, instead of flying off the back of the machine, you can quickly flick up your feet to stop you. But then, once you're used to that, you can start rowing sessions like these with your feet out of the straps like this. There we go. And you'll see that I am neither flying off the back of the machine because I'm relying on the foot straps to stop me, nor am I beached at the back of the machine because I usually rely on the foot straps tugging on them to return to the front of the machine. It really does smooth out lots of elements to your stroke. Even me just switching into doing it now. Looking at the force curve, I can see everything has smoothed out because I have to put in a smooth push with the legs and get my legs finished before my body and arms finish. So all of the power from my legs is now going into the machine instead of soaking up any of it by tugging on the foot straps at the back of the stroke. It's a great exercise for your core because as you come in here to the back, you need a braced core to stabilize your body at the back of the stroke. And because you're braced and powerful, that lends itself to that handle away and rocking over the hips with a good rhythm. And after all, as much as I'm talking about each stage of the stroke, the point is that you have a 
locked in fluid groove where everything flows from one element into the next. There's never a point when I'm stopped and holding the stroke. It's all about going forwards, turn it around instantly, and then backwards, turn it around for your return. And again, when it comes to being able to row at any stroke rate, slow or fast, this rhythm with the handle away and over your knees before you bend your knees for the return, that settles you down at a stroke rate like this and also speeds you up when it comes to doing like 28 and above. So if you can get that right and you suddenly start to feel more in the groove and you're suddenly hitting your pace targets through the entire row because you're rowing with a fluid technique and again that's gonna give you that dopamine hit of success that means next time you're gonna look forward to coming back to training because listen the last thing you ever want is to dread training be that because the session you're going to do is tough or because you're just not enjoying rowing or maybe you've just spent so long so many days on a trot training that it just feels like a grind something that you have to do rather than something that you want to do this is why most of my plans are only five sessions a week that gives you two days where you might just want to take a complete rest away from the rowing machine certainly at least one of them if you don't rest your body won't rebuild I really notice if I have to take a couple of days off because of work or family trip or something 
I really noticed that after two days off, my body has changed for the, for the better. Muscles have grown, fat has dripped away. And that's from two days of not rowing or doing weights. Fair enough, I might be walking around with the kids and stuff, maybe climb a hill or go for a bike ride. But I definitely see more results with a proper rest than I do when I just throw one in because I'm absolutely exhausted. That also means that with five days a week, if you're feeling energized, then you can do something like the C2C or the CTC rowing challenge or the FMMC, whatever. It kind of gives you an elective day. Because like I said, if you want to be energized, looking forward to rowing, whether that's your training or racing. It's a real joy to be on a rowing machine when you are properly enjoying it rather than fighting against demotivation or anything. Okay. So coming up on four minutes to go, 80 strokes. If you're not used to rowing this long non-stop, now that we're past the 30 minute mark, then just keep going. Don't worry too much if your heart rate starts to creep or if you start to notice that although it's more than manageable to continue, just from an effort level, if you started at five, you're definitely at six now. That's okay. That's what training plans for. That's why you'll see the 10K plan gets progressively more intense as we go through it to develop you. There's no point me just creating a plan which keeps you in an equilibrium from start to finish. Yes, 
there may be some of you who have never rode a 10k before and therefore this plan is just about helping you achieve that but same goes for you we'll look at a session like this we were 30 minutes last week 35 this week and spoiler alert we will be 40 next week because that will build your aerobic base to be able to complete the 10k and then you can join the other people who are starting to think about performance in that 10k because by the time we get to week eight on this plan we'll be up at 60 minutes and for most of you 60 minutes at 2k plus 18 pace you should cover at least 10k don't worry if you don't no one's going to judge you but that's what I'm saying is that these session 2 workouts and session 4 as well are all about building that core fitness to manage your 10k no matter how long it lasts okay five four three two one I was able to easily flick my feet out of the foot straps because they weren't in the foot straps. Okay, have a quick drink while I load up a two minute cooldown. Where are you? There we go. Connect, scan for PM5, send workout. Row to start. I'll stay out the straps, hey? Give it a couple of seconds. Make sure you're ready. Give your backside a bit of a wriggle on the seat. Reseat your seat. Make sure that your sit bones aren't pressing down on the same bit of muscle that they have been for the past 35 minutes. Although you might want to wiggle your backside next time during the room. Okay, see this WhatsApp again? It's gone mad. It's all Zwift racing. I've got a race tomorrow night, so it's everyone going, oh, how fast should we go? Okay, less of that, more back to rowing. Two minute cool down at 18 strokes a minute and your power is going to be run about 2k plus 30 just to let yourself cool down in three two one go so this is just about your muscles pumping blood through them to make sure you don't have any carbon dioxide and other 
free radicals. Sitting in your muscles when you're done. Also lets you disengage mentally. It's definitely something, if you've been rowing at 20 strokes a minute, then dropping down to 18 for the cool down does feel nice. If the main session has been at 18 strokes a minute, the cool down doesn't really feel that much different. But because this is a slower flow, it feels like, hey man, we're cooling down. Ah, oh, right. Minute to go. I hope you enjoyed this. It's kind of a mixture of technique, motivation, reasons to row and stuff. But as I joked at the beginning in the intro, understandably, it's not the most. Most people don't see this and go, yes, another long 20 strokes a minute row. But once you understand that it's about building your core fitness, plus giving you a chance to slow down and concentrate and work on your technique, especially if you're not really that comfortable doing this kind of a row, then you realize it's all about development and getting better on the rowing machine. Yeah. Okay, one more. That's me all done. I make sure and use my waffle time as I say goodbye to just stretch off, pack up, whatever you need to do to finish your session. Don't just hit stop and walk away. Make sure and stretch or something. But yeah. So anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Um, I do tend to suggest a hashtag to use in any kind of comments on either YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. And I think after the gutter cleaning incident, we can just say hashtag in the gutter. Which most people just think is my sense of humour, which, to be fair, is kind of true. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what you can use. So hashtag in the gutter if you can leave me a, a comment. And please do. I mean, I, I do love hearing from everybody. It gives me a reason to carry on doing these. I do reply to every single one of them. Sometimes, weirdly, YouTube will delete the comment without me getting a chance to reply to it. There's a guy, Jim, that left a comment about ErgZone, about why I wasn't programming in the actual speed into, I think it was the three times 15 minute um, when you went changed every three minutes. You were saying, why haven't you plugged in the actual speed changes? And it's because of the sync problem we have between the monitor that if I'd have set that into all the individual intervals, by the end of the workout, we could have ended up, what, 15, about 17, maybe 20 seconds out of sync with each other. And so, yes, that kind of a workout you might want to come back and look at uh, to see how you got on through it, but actually, as long as you can see the numbers on the monitor, for most of my workouts, to be honest, as long as you're seeing the numbers on the monitor that I'm asking you to do, then that's fine. You don't really need to come back and look at it afterwards. Just make sure you're doing it, and then you go, yeah, okay. Plus or minus one second every now and then, it's absolutely fine. Uh, but yeah, so, but it is the downside to how the Concept 2 monitor works, so there is that tiny delay as it ticks over between zero rest in intervals, so that's why. But anyway, so yeah, so Jim got in touch, YouTube had deleted the comment. I couldn't reply, so I'm hoping he sees this. Anyway, so that's the end of my, my sign-off. I have to go. Uh, so that was what, week two, session two of the 10K plan, if that's what you're following, or maybe you just had 35 minutes free and thought, I'm going to do a 35-minute, 20 strokes per minute row, in which case I hope everybody enjoyed that. Week two session... Good grief. 
<laughs> this race tomorrow better be good after all the messages I'm going to have to read through. Week two, session three is going to be another hard one. It's going to be right up at the top, top tier. So it's not just hard, it's going to be a top. It's our, our intense one, which lets you work hard. So if you were like, oh, this is a bit easy today, then don't worry. Week two, session three is not going to be easy. All right. Anyway, stay safe, be well. Bye-bye.